Welcome to New York Painters Podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and today we will be with NHL analyst Mike Kelly. He'll be coming on to discuss the Rangers' run, uh, how it could end up, either NHL teams, who could be dark horses, the Rangers, you know, who could, you know, come out of nowhere, who could emerge, or who could, you know, emerge for Pittsburgh. A lot more, but first, a quick word from our show sponsor, and then we'll get right to it. And now a quick word from our show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines for their 27th year of live betting. Sign up for BETUS.com with promo code RINK for your 125% sign-up bonus. Again, use promo code RINK for your 125% sign-up bonus. Play with a proven mainstay in the industry, BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. And we're back. We're with NHL analyst Mike Kelly. Mike, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing really well. Excited for the playoffs to get going. And uh, yeah, all is good. How are you? I'm terrific. So obviously, you know, Rangers fans are very, very happy right now. Uh, making the playoffs second in their division. Uh, it's what a turnaround from last season. It's it's just incredible. Um, I just What was your perspective on the Rangers run this season? Just coming out of like not nowhere, but like, you know, really taking the next step. Yeah. That, well, this was a team, you know, as you know, a lot of good young talent kind of on the rise. Um, I didn't, and I'm not sure many people thought they'd finish as high as they did and get as many points as they did. Um, so maybe a little ahead of schedule, but look, they're, they're playing great. And, you know, here's where I'd be excited if I was a Rangers fan. So for about two thirds of the season, I'm watching this team I'm looking at numbers, I'm doing what I do to evaluate, and I'm thinking they're good. Um, you know, they do give up a lot. They give up a lot of chances in a lot of different ways. Uh, their D zone play is not great. And Shesterkin, you know, has is, is been the best goalie in the league this year. So they've, they've managed to uh, you know, do well, all things considered. Um, but I thought, you know, you get into the playoffs and now you're getting four, five, six, seven games straight against really good opponents. This could crater at some point. Well, the trade deadline comes and goes. They go out and get a few guys that can help them forecheck, help them offensively, but defensively as well, all of them. And since the trade deadline, they're first in goals against average, third in expected goals against. And that's the reflection of team defense. What are you allowing in front of your goalie? That's been a massive, massive turnaround for this team. Um, now, now Rangers fans should be really excited because, you know, they can score. We know that. Uh, they've got a rock star goalie. But they're playing well defensively as well. Right. No, I, I mean, yeah, like you said, before the 5v5 uh, pre-trade deadline, it, it, was, it was a bit abysmal as well as the defense was a little shaky. And then, yeah, comes the trade deadline. You add guys like Cop. Mod is obviously injured. Um, even when he was a little there, he kind of like, you know, changed the PK a little bit. And Vitrano's obviously come in here and fit perfectly. Braun, the depth, it's been really terrific. And obviously, I the personally for me, the mandate in the beginning of the season was make the playoffs. But yeah, for us Rangers fans, I think that's kind of been raised to make the second round, show that you can compete. Like, don't just get annihilated, swept in the first round. Obviously, the news just broke that Tristan Jari would not be playing in the beginning of the playoffs, uh, beginning of the first round. I believe it was game one and game two. I'm not sure. Um, 
And yeah, what is your take on the whole uh, Rangers coming in? Is it maybe they have a few young guys? Are you worried about that or not really? I think this team's fully capable of making a conference final. Um, And look, Pittsburgh's a good team. And and I know that the Rangers had, you know, good success against them, uh, especially down the stretch. Um, you know, you look at the, the season series between these two teams and New York won three or four, I think they won three in a row to end the season. Um, the games, you know, with all the underlying numbers and everything, I know the goals were 11 to four for New York. Um, but everything else is kind of pretty close. Uh, Rangers goaltending was really the biggest difference in that season series. And it may be in a playoff series and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you got a rock star goalie. Good for you. Um, <laughs> the other team has Tristan Jari, who played well this year. Uh, if he's not going, it's just even more of an advantage. So I think New York should win the series. I'm going to pick them to win the series. Uh, I don't know that it'll be easy by any means uh, when you're dealing with, you know, the guys that have been through it, um, which the Rangers don't have nearly as many of. When you think about Crosby and Malkin and Latang and Gensel, all these guys. So it won't be easy, but I expect New York to win. And then you get into a second round. I think Boston could beat Carolina. And you know, even if Carolina does beat Boston, I don't, I don't think either one of those teams are head and shoulders above the Rangers. So I think should win round one, realistic chance to win round two. And get to round three when you get there, because, uh, you know, Tampa, Toronto, Florida, whatever comes out of that side is going to be be tough. Right. I mean, with the countering that argument with the Carolina, it seems to be that they're the one team that is not shaken by Shesterkin. They're like the one team that they're able to beat him. I don't know if that's just like how the game, how the game happened. I don't know. It's just, you know, Carolina just seemed to be the one team that had his number. If, if you could have his number. Um, And yeah, no, I'd have to agree that Boston, you know, I I think people are sleeping on Boston regarding beating Carolina because yeah, the the Boston has beaten them before. And I think Boston is going to be very, very sneaky team Uh, in regards to obviously the Shesterkin argument. Uh, I mean, this is Rangers conversation 101 is like, do you believe any team could beat Chesterkin four out of seven times? Yeah, I do. Um, right. Obviously the major well, teams, but I'm saying like, you know, Pittsburgh, all those. Well, that's just it, right? You got to do it. And and so it's going to be incredibly difficult if he's playing, you know, he plays at his, his absolute potential. It's going to be close to impossible. But even if he's just playing really well, which he does most of the time, uh, still very difficult. You know, he he kind of had a bit of a blip towards the end of the year, right? Uh, five yeah. games or so where he wasn't great. Um, but that was the funny thing is that the Rangers had picked it up defensively in front of him around that time as well. And so they, the Rangers never really had any kind of meaningful stretch where he wasn't going and they were playing poorly in front of him defensively. And that's, that was always my concern with the way that they had played for, you know, last year and the start of this year um, was it that if Shesterkin, if he was just human or, or, you know, heaven forbid anything less, it's going to pile up on them quickly. Um, but those things never met each other. So yeah, it'll be difficult to beat him four games out of seven. No question. Um, and then you think about, you know, could anyone do it? Well, what if you're playing Tampa Bay in a conference final and you got Vasilevsky at the other end? Like, you know, Jasirkin's going to win the Vesna this year. Who's the best goalie in a playoff series? For me, Vasilevsky's still the guy in the league to beat because no one's done it in two years. And he's played, what, five straight games where Tampa's eliminated opponent. He hasn't allowed a goal, four, four or five, something crazy like that. So, 
it gets harder as you go for sure. But like I said, I, I think winning, I think winning two rounds is realistic, not to say that, you know, it's guaranteed or anything, but I absolutely think it's realistic. Right. With the second round, um, I feel like if they play Boston, they'll beat them. If they beat play Carolina, Carolina will beat them. It's I know I'm a Rangers fan and, you know, I'm expected to say, no, of course they could beat them. It just seems that the Rangers, the one thing they have a problem with is a team with speed that gets a lot of pucks on net in the dictionary. That's literally what the Carolina Hurricanes are. And I feel like that would weigh a lot on the New York Rangers. Now, obviously, I believe the um, Rangers only won once this season. And that was just because Georgiev just became Shesterkin that night. I don't know how. I don't know <laughs> what, what he ate, but he, he managed to pull it off. So, I mean, regarding Pittsburgh, I, I, brought, I brought in Josh Yo last week. He was very concerned regarding he, – he, too, he also thinks the Rangers, um, uh, he thinks, are going to win this. I have him in six games. So, you got him in six or um, – I actually just emailed into the NHL Network my picks today, and I don't remember what – I might have put seven. Seven? Um, yeah, look, I, I do think – so I, I'm not sleeping on the Rangers, all right? And if you've watched that team the last couple of months, I don't think anybody should be sleeping on them. Um, Pittsburgh, to me, at the trade deadline, I remember on deadline day saying on the show I was on, that's the team to watch, I think, down the stretch as a team that could kind of, you know, that isn't an elite, elite team that could kind of come out and, and show people, you know, hey, we're, we might be capable of doing something here. Well, they did the complete opposite. Uh, they're the only team since the trade deadline in the playoffs that had a sub 500 points percentage. So I was wrong on that one about as much as you could be wrong. Um, that being said, though, when they're playing well, and I think the, the Penguins are playing well when they are very defensively sound, and they haven't been lately, and they haven't been playing well. But when they're playing well, when they're not getting spread out on the ice, when their forwards and D are connected and they're denying entries and they're getting up on the rush – um, they're, they're a tough team to beat. And I don't know if they've got that switch or, or how quickly they can get back to being that team or if they can um, in this series. But if they do, it's going to be really difficult for the Rangers. So that's where I think Pittsburgh's going to give them a run or, or has the potential at least to give them a run. Who do you think uh, on the Pittsburgh Penguins would contribute to that? Because weirdly for me, I, I know people have said to me, you know, that I, I, I wouldn't think that's accurate. But just for me personally, I'm more concerned about Malkin than Crosby. I know that sounds silly, but it just seems that Malkin is, seems to be the only one on that team that if he was alone with Shesterkin, he's probably the only one that could like beat him clean. Yeah, that's interesting because um, you think about, you know, Crosby's just sustained such an elite level for so long. Um, and it's incredible. And he's still playing at an unbelievable level. I think Malkin's got a bit more in him of I'm going to take this game over now and I'm going to be unstoppable for a period or a game. I think he can do that more so than Crosby and more so than most players. So he's got that in him, I believe, which, you know, if you're talking about it goes six or seven games and, and Malkin decides, uh, you know, it's my time now. That that would be scary for a Ranger fan, I would think, for sure. Yeah, we've seen that before. It's not mm-hmm. it's not great. I mean, yeah, we're regarding um I mean, listen, they have great guys besides that, besides Crosby, Malden, Gensel, they got the thing on the back end. I know Jari's, you know, injured and he also, you know, has the reputation of not doing the best in the postseason, but you know, 
uh, any time that could change with the goalie. Goalies are very, you know, they could slip on, slip, uh, flip on a dime. Uh, regarding also the goaltending, as we said, you know, it, it, it seems to be that as the Smith plays in games one and two, that is a huge advantage for the Rangers. Um, I, I mean, what, what do you have to do? You think the Penguins could, you know, win it, win a game with the Smith and net? Yeah, of course they do. Um, you know, I think the drop-off is mainly because Char- uh, Jari has played for much of the season at a really high level. Um, it, you know, it's going to be tougher for Pittsburgh, no question, not having him in net. But, you know, DeSmith, you know, it's not like he's an American League goalie or anything. So, uh, and again, like I said, I think Pittsburgh, it, when they're at their best, they're, they're a good, good defensive team. And if they play that way, if they're able to play that way, it just lessens the burden on whoever's in net. So I think the two kind of go hand in hand where, you know, if Pittsburgh's a little loose and giving up off the rush and, and not connected, it's going to make it harder for any goalie. And if it's making it harder for a guy who's not at Jari's level, that just compounds the issue. Um, but if they are, then, you know, it, I don't think this is a, you know, I think Calgary Dallas is probably the biggest lopsided series. Uh, I can see Calgary winning that in four or five games. Um, I don't think this one's that lopsided, although I am, pretty confident that if both teams do what I expect them to, I think the Rangers will win. So regarding, obviously we talked about uh, the Ra- the Pittsburgh Penguins perspective of, I'm sorry, the Ra- the Rangers perspective of what their fears are, what we have to worry about. Now I wanted to go to the Pittsburgh perspective of things. If you're a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, what are you, what I know the Rangers have a bunch of guys like a group uh, team, but who one guy that stands out to you for the New York Rangers besides just Durkin? Uh, well, Panarin, um, he, because of just how many different kind of areas offensively of the game that he touches that can hurt you, um, his playmaking is world-class, right? You see, you will see him coming down the wing, whether he's threading those backhand passes or, I mean, he deked or, out, uh, Jacob oh. Slavin out of all P out of all defenders. Nobody deeks out Jacob Slavin. I know. Exactly. So <laughs> it's, it's, exactly it's crazy. It. Yeah. So He's just so versatile, like power play, even strength, odd man rush, or odd man in the sense that the Rangers don't have as many guys up the ice. He can still make something happen. He he, he can hurt you in a lot of ways. Zibanejad as well. Um, he's got such a great shot. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a good defensive forward as well. So he's a tough matchup. Um, yeah, Adam Fox on the blue line. Uh, so smart. I think he's the smartest player in the league in terms of just the way that he thinks the game and the little decisions he makes that, you know, look very easy and don't stand out. Um, he's unbelievable. And, you know, the Rangers blue line is interesting because I think it's good. It's also young, right. And inexperienced. And I don't know what that's going to look like against a very, you know, a pretty veteran um, uh, Penguins forward group that that's, had championship success. You know, Keandre Miller is a guy I love. I think he's going to be a stud. Um, oh, he's been fantastic the past. Like he's great this year. Yeah, yeah. It's still going up in terms of trajectory too. So, uh, yeah, that, you know, that's the thing. I don't think the Rangers really have a one guy, right. But they've got a lot of guys. And uh, one thing I said too, when they acquired Andrew Kopp was it won't surprise me if there's a playoff game, maybe in a series, but certainly a playoff game where at the end of the game, you're like, well, Andrew Kopp was the difference in that one. Um, just because, of, again, how many situations you can put him in. We've seen how good he's been offensively. I didn't quite see that coming. 
Um, but he's such a good defensive player also special teams, you know, put him anywhere you want and he can be effective. Yeah. I had a feeling like obviously last year when Sam Bennett, I think it was last year when Sam Bennett went to Florida, I, I said like this guy, this guy's going to tear it up the minute he goes to Florida. I mean, Florida's exactly the mold of uh, the system of what, you know, Bennett would be perfect at. I thought the same thing with cup at the Rangers. I'm like, if the one thing the Rangers needed so desperately was depth, especially with the Kako injury that, you know, that made it worse. But mm-hmm. I, I didn't obviously expect a cop hat trick, but I, well, the minute they got him, I'm like, you, this, he, he's going to be, he, he might even price himself out to even resign here because that's how good he's going to be. Um, and also regarding Vetrano, I mean, what, he's got eight goals, in like 20 games, I think, if I'm not mistaken. He's been great. He's been terrific. Uh, well, also, think about that. You go out and you get Vetrano and cop, you plug them into your top six, one guy on each line, and it just fits like a glove. Yeah, I mean, also, Vetrano is known that he gets a lot of points for his Pittsburgh. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> just for some reason, he always gets the points for his Pittsburgh. And regarding, obviously, the Rangers' young blue line, uh, so they have Fox, you know, I, I, I would not, you know, I, I think they spoke to a few Rangers players, like, what do you, like, do you consider the plan, like, when you say, oh, this is our first playoff run, is it really, or is the plan? I don't think anyone, like, you know, tries to even think about the plan. I don't think anything was you know, brought out of that, that much of experience wise. I mean, that was just like come in, come out that that wasn't really anything. So yeah, I, I get that. There's probably a, a maybe a, a bit like worry or not like, you know, obviously a bit of a concern regarding, you know, the young blue line with Fox, Lindgren and Miller. I, I think though with Truba, if he takes, you know, he's been stepping it up big uh, this year. I feel like, you know, him, First pitcher, that could be the difference maker as the second pair. Because the first pair, you know, it, it's solid as it could get. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I, I have no qualms with the first pair for sure. Um, and, you know, that's that's the interesting thing is you need, you need guys that have some experience, whether it's in the league overall or postseason for sure, helps. And they're harder things to quantify. But, you know, you hear how often it's discussed. And you see it kind of unfold in, in certain situations. Um, so having someone like Jacob Truba, incredibly valuable, especially with how young that blue line is around him, right? In general. So, um, you know, he, he could play physical and, and you know, isn't going to be intimidated by anybody. So um, it won't surprise me at all if he's one of those players you look at at the end of a series, if the Rangers go on to the second round and say, you know, he was somebody that stood out as, uh, as an impressive player. Who do you believe that uh, the Rangers can beat in a playoff series? Any, any like Western Conference, Eastern Conference, who are the teams that you say, you know what, the Rangers have a shot against them? Uh, I think they'd have a shot against most teams. Like I said, they're playing so well, um, and their defensive game has been a lot better. And they haven't had the toughest schedule, you know, for a while. Um, I don't put a ton of stock into that. You can only, you know, play who you play in the in, you know, these are NHL teams regardless. Um, but, you know, they're getting a tough Pittsburgh team now. And if they win this series, they'll get a Boston or Carolina. And not easy. Like I said, I think the Rangers can can beat those teams. Um, if you go and play Tampa or Florida or or Toronto um, after that, in all likelihood, they could, right? They all, Of course you could. You've, you've got a superstar goalie. Um I feel like Florida might fall out in the second round just with their defense and all that. I don't know. That's just me personally, but I feel like they, 
they could be that there's always a top team that gets knocked out that people are shocked about. I feel like they could be that team. I don't know if that yeah. if you think that, but I think I think they're all right. Um you know, we'll see. The the thing about Florida or Tampa is they are not gonna shy away from a physical battle at all. Um they're not just these skill teams. Um you know, they're they're gonna make every shift hard. And there's some teams that I think that's going to be more difficult for than others. So, but yeah, no, I think, I think Florida, um, obviously they outscore any kind of problems they might have, right. They're just so gifted offensively. Um, but they it'll just be fun to watch the, them in a right, series they against just give a me team the like Toronto a Tampa Maple Leafs very similar. Vibes. Sorry about that. No, they, I just was going to say, they give me the Toronto Maple Leaf vibes regarding like, all offense, you know, I'm not saying they have no defense, but it just seems to be they're like the Maple Leafs 2.0. If you would agree to that, or um, I mean, I see where you're going. Um, I think they're built a little differently offensively than Toronto, and um, I think that they're they're better in terms of depth offensively than Toronto. And you know, their D, like Forsling, Gudis have been good. Um, Ekblad's a huge X factor, right? He, he's playing at a Norris candidate level when he's in the lineup, but um, Mackenzie Weger is criminally underrated. He's an oh, exceptional yeah. defenseman. Um, so, you know, you get down to the third pair, you can maybe start picking here and there. You know, they, they bring in Ben Sherratt to, to try to stabilize things a bit. It's not the strength of their team. Um, I just think they're strong enough overall that it shouldn't cost them. Is there anyone in particular, like, you know, each year there's always that guy that breaks out in the playoffs and then become a star in general. Do you think there's anyone this year? I think there could be a lot of candidates. Just depends on who goes on the farthest run. Um, I mean, man, you look at what like team like Minnesota and St. Louis, what they're doing, one of them is going to be gone in the first round, but all sorts of guys popping off over there. Um, you know, Kevin Fiala, Matt Boldy, you know, Robert Thomas, um, you know, there's, there's candidates on just about every competitive team. So it depends who goes the farthest. Well, what do you think about, um, I don't know. I, I was speaking to a few guys, like, it seems like there's like two players who, you know, the 16 game players, so to speak, like Alexei Lafreniere and Condre Miller. I don't know. They just seem to be like, it's not like just got feeling like it just seems to be those are the types of players that step it up in the playoffs. Do, or do you like think those could be the players on the Pittsburgh series that could pop off or you think there's someone else in the Rangers group that would? Um, I'd be a little surprised if at the end of the series, we're saying like, you know, Lafreniere was leading the team in points um, or, or was the difference maker. Um, I, I think perfectly capable of being like the guy that scores an overtime goal or, or provides a critical moment in a game for sure. Um, but I don't think, I don't think he's quite there yet. Um you know, Miller's really solid and, um, you know, it won't surprise me if he puts up points and, and just plays really effectively overall. Like I said, I, I think for the Rangers, you, the, the guys that they lean on offensively, at least, are, are probably the guys you're going to expect just because, you know, that's that's what it should be. It's it's Panarin, Zibanejad, Kreider. Um, we'll see if Cop and Vitrano can kind of keep plugging away the way that they have offensively through the playoffs. That would be difficult. Um, but, you know, I, I think Cop's game is, is built perfectly for playoff hockey. So, um, yeah, I, I, 
don't know. I, I could be wrong, obviously, but I'm not, there's not really anyone that jumps out to me on the Rangers that I could think, well, this person's going to explode in the playoffs now. Right. Yeah. No, it's, I, I meant like more, yeah, like of a clutch player, like Lafreniere scoring in overtime or one of them having one great game mm. that like out of nowhere. Um, is there anyone on Pittsburgh that you see like not, not like breaking out to become a star, but like that player just, you know, having an amazing series that no one expects? Pittsburgh? Yeah. Hmm. It's a good question. Um, I, I'm a, you know, this, this isn't really answering your question, but you know, Jake Gensel could be the guy that leads them in points and goals. And, and he, he's so good and always around the net in the right places. Um, but we're all going to look obviously at Crosby and, and Malkin. Um, I can see Gensel being the guy that scores a couple game winning goals and, and, you know, got a hat trick in a game and is a real difference maker. Um, what about Carter? Uh, well, look, I was wrong about him when they got him. I didn't think he had quite as much left in the tank as he's had. Um, but yeah, no, I'd, I'd be, he could do it. Sure. I'd be, I'd be surprised though. Right. I mean, no, just like that third line of Carter starts getting it going like last year. I mean, that that's something I feel like if there's a scenario where the Rangers lose, I feel like that's the scenario where Carter takes it again, like he did last year. It's just, I don't know. It just feels like those type of players, those depth players uh, would kill it versus the Rangers. You know, I feel like the star players would cancel out each other. And then, mm-hmm. you know, comes the depth and Carter's just taking it to another level like last year. And, you know, you got the Rangers going out in six or seven, or do you not, you don't, do you think he has still more in the tank or you think, I mean, he could be a decent third line, but he's not going to do what he did last year. I, I don't think so, but like as a pure offensive guy, but again, I could be wrong. Um, yeah, I think maybe Ricard Raquel would maybe fit that mold a little more as, as I guess a complimentary player who is a, is a good goal scorer who can get hot. Um, you know, maybe he could do that. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, we'll see. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of players like on Pittsburgh, like, their depth isn't as it once was. They used to have like the most insane depth in the world. Now, you know, they obviously rely heavily on, you know, the older players of Malkin and Crosby. Now, obviously they have Gensel, which as you said, I wouldn't be surprised either if they led the team in points, you know, in the series. It's just, do you, who do you think's defense is like, I don't know. I, I obviously, I feel, I feel like personally the Rangers, you know, defense could, you know, overtake the game regarding, you know, the blue line because they take a lot of shots from the point, like a lot. Yeah. Um, well, on the Penguin side, like Latang has, has had another incredible year. Um, Mike Matheson's really played well for them. Um, I, I like Patterson and Marino. Um, you know, Dumoulin's been through all this before. The uh, the Rangers, uh, you know, uh, higher skill level on their decor, not as much experience. So it's, it's kind of, do you see which one wins out? But um, if I had to go into the playoffs with one of those decors, I'd, I'd be taking the Rangers. Like number one, Adam Fox is kind of unparalleled in the way that he plays the game and how good he is. Um, and then, you know, other guys we've talked about already are, are very solid. And I, I don't think that playoffs should affect their game too much. If there's one weakness on each team that the other, that that team should be concerned about, what would, what would they be for the Rangers and Pittsburgh Penguins? Uh, well, for the Penguins, like I said, I, I think defensively is when they're really at their best, um, which has not been the case. Uh, 
offensively, they've been kind of fine down the stretch. So I think defensively specifically, you know, off the rush, like they, they get spread out a little too much and you can take advantage of that and get up the ice quickly and quick strike against them. I think the Rangers will, will look to do that. Um, and for New York, the way they've been playing, I mean, there's not a lot of holes to poke. Um, you know, they, they like to create off the rush and they're good at it and that's all good and well. Uh, you know, in, in terms of kind of winning pucks back in the offensive zone, getting greasy in front of the net, we know Kreider does that as well as anybody, but I wouldn't say it's really a strength of their game. So, um, you know, for Pittsburgh, I'd be looking to, you know, go back on pucks and, and try to get it out quickly and clean. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot of holes to pick in the Rangers game the way they're playing lately, that's for sure. So if let's say the Rangers beat Pittsburgh and they play one of Boston or Carolina, if the Rangers would win, you see it going to like seven games. I can see seven. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it'll be close. Like I, again, I know the Rangers have kind of run away with the last few games um, in the regular season. Um, you know, goaltending is obviously going to be such a huge part of this now, right? With with if it was Jari and Shesterkin, I'd, I'd say you know edge edge New York, but not. Yeah, massive. I'd say like seven games. Yeah, and and I don't know, I don't know what the goaltending effect will be, or if Jari can come back in the series, will it will, will a game be the difference? Will it be Rangers six now if you think they're going to win? Maybe five. Um, I'm not sure, but I, I I think it'll go six, maybe seven games. I do think it uh, it should be a competitive series. Um, so like I said, I, I, I like New York. I'm going to pick New York, um, but I don't think they're going to run away with it. And I don't think these are going to be blowout games either. No. Yeah, no. I think these are going to be like very, very close games. Um, weirdly enough, I, I had them. We, I basically do a contest with someone. I had them actually winning the first two, then Pittsburgh winning the third, uh, Rangers winning four, Pittsburgh winning five, and the Rangers coming home with, with six. That might be a bit biased because, you know, I'm obviously a Rangers fan. Uh, but I, I mean, if the Pittsburgh Penguins win, you, you would see it seven games, right? You, you, I mean, could you even fathom, like, think about it, like going earlier than that or like something has to go horribly wrong, you know? Yeah. I mean, Shesterkin could, uh, get injured in the first minute of the first game. Yeah. Then we'd, then Georgia could get injured the next minute of the first game. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> it's just crazy things could happen, but no, right. I, I, uh, I expect, Either way, I think it's six or seven. I don't think either one of these teams, just like I said, I think it'll be a competitive series. So I don't, I wouldn't, I don't think either one of these teams is going to win four out of five games or four out of four games. Again, could be wrong. Who knows? But um, that's why I'm looking forward to it as a series, because I do think it'll be competitive. Who's your dark horse in the East and West to uh, make the finals? Well, I don't know if you consider Calgary a dark horse to make the finals. Like I've been talking about this team for the entire second half of the season. I, I picked them to win the Stanley cup. At this right. Point. I said that, I said that to someone too. I'm like, I consider them a dark horse. I'm like, they're like, I'm not sure if there's a dark horse anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. So, um, you know, in the East, I guess to the Rangers, because like I said, I think they, they could get to a conference final. Um, and you know, from there we'll see what happens, but um, yeah, the, I, I'm kind of expecting my, my best guess is, uh, a Calgary, Florida final is what I would pick. Um, and then I think Minnesota or St. Louis, if, if Colorado beats Nashville, which they should, uh, Minnesota or St. Louis could maybe out them. So 
Dark Horse in the West, I guess. And again, those, the way those two teams are playing, so Minnesota probably either. makes sense. Yeah, so I could see, and I do like Minnesota uh, a little bit over St. Louis. That's what I picked anyway. So, you know, maybe Minnesota gets to a conference final, um, potentially a final. All righty, Mike, before we go, one just one more question here. You think Shesterkin deserves the heart, or you think it's still Matthews? I don't think it's either one of them. Um, you think it's Yossi? Yeah, like I don't vote on the awards, so I, I haven't really had to think that hard about it, although I've had some voters ask me for my thoughts. Um, I would probably be leaning towards either Goudreau or Yossi um, as a first pick. I've been pumping Shesterkin's case for this for a good chunk of the year. Um, he's been unbelievable. Um, but he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be my first pick. He probably, he'd be in my top five. I think I don't know that he'd be in my top three. Got it. So Mike, um, before I go, I, I know I, I asked this everyone. I know like a hundred percent of the people here know exactly what you do, where you put for the heck of it. You want to post your Twitter and everything. Yeah, sure. Uh, Mike Kelly, NHL. And uh, if you uh, have the NHL network, then you can check me out on there. And if you don't, then I would say go and get it because it's awesome. And uh, playoffs are about to start. So what better time? All righty, Mike, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, we'll hopefully see how these playoffs uh, end up. All right. Hopefully you can have me back on uh, talk about the Rangers winning a Stanley Cup. I hope so. (laughs) All right. Thanks. All right, take care.